Thanks for tuning in to the Flourishing Grace Podcast for this conversation of hope, love, and truth. We pray that it blesses you. It is our hope here at Flourishing Grace that you encounter the transformative love of God through real-life stories of trial and victory coupled with the good news, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. We hope that you enjoy this week's episode. All right, so hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Flourish and Grace. Um, I'm so excited about this episode. Um, I, I know I say this at the beginning of every episode, but we'll talk. I, I get excited about every episode <laughs> that I have um, had the opportunity to do, especially with the guests that um, that I have, because I know that these are women who, um, one, love God, uh, two, who have been such amazing voices in my life um, in the last few years and have helped me grow in so many different ways. And so um, to have the opportunity to share the gift of these wonderful women with all who are listening um, is an honor for me. So um, tonight is going to be a good one. Um, and I mean, by the time you hear that, you may be listening to it in the morning time, but whatever. <laughs> but by the time you hear it, um, it's going to be um, it's going to be set and it's going to be ready for you to hear. But um, I have a wonderful lady here. Um, she is um, an amazing woman of God, um, a powerful woman of God. And when I say powerful, I'm talking about walks in authority um, like none other and um, one who loves God. And so um, her name is Jenny Nix. And so I want to say welcome to the show, Jenny. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Awesome. To me. <laughs> awesome. Tell you a cool thing about Jenny. So Jenny is from Russia, right? Listen, I listen. I have the coolest friends, right? Um, <laughs> you have I, the weirdest I friends. I have the coolest <laughs> friends. How many people get to say they have a Russian friend, right? <laughs> Not um, just Russian, Siberian. Siberian. See, see that. Listen, go. go a little bit deeper. Come on. Yeah. So when you hear her talk, listen, you're gonna hear the authority and whatnot that she walks in. So, um, but I love her because she has definitely been um, one who has uh, spoken into my life um, over the the last two years that I've known her. Um, and it's just been a blessing. So welcome to the show. I'm glad Thank that you were here Thank to you. join me uh, because I know that this specific topic that we're touching on, um, that you are uh, one who has walked this out. Um, you are on the other side of it and you're, and you're learning to grow in a different capacity, yeah. but you have such wisdom um, in regards to this topic. And so I wanted to make sure that I had mm -hmm. someone on the other end um, who can help me kind of push this thing and hopefully you know, um, everyone who's listening can grab something um, and, and run with it and just grow um, in what's, into what God wants them to be. Amen. Okay. Amen. Let it be um, so. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about uh, you. So I came to the United States in 2011, mm -hmm. and it's been, what, eight years since I came here. Um, I accept Jesus actually back home in Russia. Mm -hmm. Jesus saved me in 2010. That's actually my email. Jesus saved me 10. Oh, wow. So never forget, you know, and I received Jesus back home. Then I came here and I felt like when I was there, I was still surrounded mm -hmm. by friends who were not Christians. Gotcha. Russia is only 2%, you know, has 2% of people who believe in Jesus mm. out of the whole country. Wow. Only 2% wow. evangelical Christians. Wow. So you can only imagine. Yeah. So when I got saved, of course, my environment was completely opposite mm -hmm. from what I see when I go to church. Mm -hmm. So, of course, it was so difficult for me to quit smoking, drinking, um, doing all things that I used to do, like partying. It, it was like still a part of me. 
But then I went to church Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, so now I can't do this, this and that. But my world was still all of those things. So it was so difficult for me because, I mean, you kind of like what's inside of you right now wants to quit and Mm -hmm. cut Mm -hmm. the world outside. But your friends, your family still pushing you and kind of like and you keep going and Mm -hmm. keep doing the same things over and over again. So it was really hard for me to quit those things. So long story short. My sister was praying for me. She invited me to come over to this country. Mm-hmm. But I was waiting for, um, to finish my university. Gotcha. So I got my master's in engineering. I became an engineer over there. I got my master's. And then I had nothing to do. And I was like, okay, let me try to go to the United States. Mm-hmm. I was in a relationship, mm-hmm. like back home. And I promised my boyfriend that I will come back in three months. <laughs> so when I got my tickets to come here to the United States, I had my ticket back. Wow. And I was fighting with my mom because she wanted me to come here for six months. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there is no way. I got to come back soon. Yeah. And she's like, okay, three months. I was like, deal. So I came here and I couldn't wait for me to go back. Yeah. You know the crazy thing? Like your brain understands Mm -hmm. that you're saved and you want to live the right thing, Mm -hmm. but your flesh Mm. still wants to live the sinful life. Yeah. That was me. Even though I understand that like smoking, drinking, sleeping around is bad, but at the same time, my flesh, my emotions still there. So when I came here in 2011 and I was soaked in the Christian environment. My sister, my friends, my uh, job, my church, everything was about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's what helped me to realize how deep in the sin I was and to understand how much I've been like lost. Wow. Wow. You know, and that's what Jesus sanctified me. And of course, like three months later, when my tickets was, you know, like, okay, (laughs) due to go back, I was like, there's no No, way. No, there's no way. Wow. There's no way that I can go back. And by God's grace, mm-hmm. he provided the paperwork. My visa's been extended, you know. Uh, you know, God just provided every st- single yeah. step, so you know. Good. Yeah. And so good. To the point that I'm here right now with you. I yeah. love it. And I'm glad. I'm glad that everything has been going well and I'm glad that God because I again, I am I I am honored and I and I do I give God um, you know, praise for the people that he has placed in my life and you are definitely one of those people. Um, that from the beginning, um, cause I've only been at church in the sun for, um, a little over two years, almost three years now, February will be three years. Really? Yeah. It's been that. It seems like forever. I know. Right. It's been, it's God. It's like when you connect, you connect. I know. Um, but, um, I, I'm so glad that, um, you, you accepted the invitation to be on the show, um, because we are going to be talking about, uh, purity. Um, but one thing before we move forward, I wanted to, to pinpoint or to point out, um, um, you mentioned that when you uh, came to the States, you're basically, you were immersed into the Christian life and people around you. Um, and I want to push that envelope as well of how important community is, you know, uh, and, and the people that you are around, if you're wanting to grow, you need to be around people who can help you grow, you know, and especially in your spiritual life. If you're wanting to, to be more like Christ and you're wanting to come out of the life of sin that you may be in, you know, you have to leave the sinful community, right? Um, and you have to immerse yourself into, um, a community that's going to help you grow. So what's your, what's your first, um, insight or your first thought in regards to this topic? Imagine this, like I said, I accepted Jesus in 2010. Mm -hmm. It took me a whole year, right? To come here and put my paperwork together. Right. So for a whole year, 
I was going to church. Mm -hmm. I was going to small group, right? I reading the word. So I was trying to pray even fast, mm -hmm. you know, but I was making no progress. Mm. When I came here to United States, it took me three months, three months wow. to come to full repentance. Wow. Quitting all my bad habits in terms of like smoking, drinking and clubbing and all this kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Completely changed my lifestyle, thought process, my heart being completely changed and replaced. Mm -hmm. Why? Of course, I mean, do, what, what does it mean? Was Jesus in Russia was different than Jesus in the United States? Well, of course not. It's mm. the same Jesus. So what's different? Mm -hmm. The environment. Yeah. The environment. It took me one year over there, you know, and I had no progress. Yeah. And when I came here in three months, my whole life been changed. And it's still in the process of yeah. changing every single day. Yeah. So if there is people who listen and you can ask yourself a question, why am I still in the same place? Why I can't do this? Why I can do this? Well, stop and look around. Yeah. See who you surround yourself with. Are you still surrounded by people who are pulling you back? That's so good. And asking you to go out and you know that that's not the right thing. Or you still live with the boyfriend who, you know, comes in the house and they sleep and he sleeps with you every night. And then you woke up in the morning and you, you're just wondering why your life is not moving forward. Yeah. Well, Jesus is still the same yesterday, today and forever. What's not the same, it's your environment. That's good. So check out what do you do every single day? What's your routine? Who are the people around you mm -hmm. who maybe influence your life to the point that your life is not progressing but regressing? Yeah. So, you know, just check that out. Yeah. That's I would good. say I would say that's that's really crucial what you just said. Yeah. It's crucial. It's yeah. your environment. Yes. Yeah. That is that is so good. So listen, this conversation might be venturing to a whole nother, <laughs> a whole nother thing. Um, yeah. and, but you know what though? Even when it comes to um, uh, of being in that wedding, you think about the environment that we're in. Um, if we think about our society, mm -hmm. right? Um, and we look mm -hmm. at what, uh, especially if you look at social media, if you look at um, any type of media, you know, on television or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, society says that this is normal, right? Absolutely. You know, and and there are environments that have been created and are constantly being created um, that influence us to live a sinful life, right? And so um, this ventures back into talking about the purity. And even if we're not talking about just in the singleness of, of like the purity of, of singleness, but more so of just the purity of, of mind and of heart, you know, in, in the decisions that we're making, right? Um, and, and going back to the community aspect of it in, in the environment, and I think that's a key word, the environment that you're in, like, are you allowing your environment to shape you yeah right you know and that is the case for a lot of people I've been there to where mm -hmm. I've allowed my environment to shape me um and to shape my way of thinking um but it, like you said and I love how you just brought that Jesus is the same today yesterday and he will be forevermore so it's more so of like okay am I going to seek uh Jesus right and I'm going to seek him and allow him to lead me into the right community or ask him to show me how to get in the right community. Or am I going to say, OK, God, well, nothing's changing. So I'm just going to stay here because I don't know what to do, whatever. Um, but it all boils down to a decision. You know, oh, definitely. It boils down to a decision because even with you coming to the States, you know, it's like you made a decision to come. Right. Um, but you did limit it. Right. <laughs> I sure did. You know, mom said six months, but you were like, no, three months. But the decision that you made to come 
that opened up a gateway for you to get into the, to become, you know, the, the woman of God that you are now and to actually receive, you know, what it was that you needed and to actually come into true repentance. And I love that you, oh, yeah. you mentioned that out. I mentioned that as well. Um, so I think that that is, that is a, a great segue into our conversation. Um, and we're talking about the environment and just thinking about it in the, in the sense of our society now, um, and how society kind of has, um, in so many ways has devalued, um, relationship, right. Oh, yeah. And how it has devalued, uh, marriage, you know, and how it has devalued what God intended. And so, um, we want to kind of dive into that and give some women some encouragement mm-hmm. that listen, you one, you're not alone. And this, your story is not one that's uncommon, right? You know, that there are women who, there are people who have gone through what you've gone through, overcome, and now are victorious. And so that's the reason why we're having this conversation. Um, because we both, you know, have seen God work in miraculous ways in our singleness. Um, so much that has been done. Um, and, and you're married now. Um, I'm still waiting, you know, but I believe it's right around the corner. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You know, but God has taught me so much um, about me. Um, there's a lot of, of, of healing that I've received um, in my waiting. Um, and God has been able to really deal with my heart. And so what I want to talk about tonight is the desire in the waiting and purity and self-control. So these are three different, three different sections. And if we get hit them all, we hit them all. If we don't, it's all good. I know that God is going to do what he needs to do. Um, but just talk about the desire. So do you have a testimony or do you have anything that like, just when you hear the word, the desire? Oh, definitely. I mean, desire. Well, let's start from the beginning. Yeah. Back home before I accepted Jesus. I mean, I don't know how far I can go, but I'll try to be as vulnerable as mm-hmm. possible, For you sure. know. Because I bet there are some people like who's sitting probably there and, you know, they're listening and they struggle. Mm-hmm. They struggle. So I don't want to make my story like Cinderella story. You know, oh, there's just a perfect person, perfect story. And she finally met her prince, mm-hmm. you know, on the white horse. Mm-hmm. No, of course not. You know, when before I met Jesus, I was actually uh, so um, pushed by environment and my friends. And again, the environment was so important at that time. Uh, I was, I was, um, I was still a virgin. Uh, and by 18 years old, my friends, they basically convinced me that it's not cool. Hmm. You know, it's not cool mm-hmm. talking about you yeah. know, society and yeah. what they're, the media is trying to mm-hmm. push into these girls right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not cool. You're kidding me. You're still a virgin. Well, guess what? You know, one day my friend and I, we bet that I'm going to you know, lost my virginity. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how crazy is that? Yeah. Can you imagine right now? And I was so, I'm, sh- I'm just so competitive <laughs> and we bet, right? So I was like, you know what? I bet you by like this weekend, I'm going to lost. Wow. And I did. Wow. And of course there's no love. Mm-hmm. Of course I didn't even know that guy. You know, but that's how my journey starts. That's mm-hmm. how the enemy entered into my life so crazily in that particular area. Yeah. And I became addict. Wow. You know, people might hear like, oh, I'm drug addict. I'm an alcohol addict. I was a sex addict, mm. you know. And that was a really crazy thing because that's how the enemy attacked that area of my life. Yeah. Because he knew what God has for me yeah. and how he's going to use me in this particular area of my life in purity and waiting you know, meeting my husband and talking about my testimony. Mm-hmm. So the enemy, so maybe you there right now and you're listening, you're like, but me, but what about this? Well, guess what? The more you attacked, 
the more God will work through that. Mm, Because if you feel pressure on certain area of your life and you feel like, well, this is it. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? That's the area enemy is trying to attack because he knows how God's going to use you and your testimony to help others. Wow. I didn't realize that, but right now, of course, looking back, I see because I was a sex addict. Of course, my life was absolutely crazy and insane. And when I accepted Jesus, it didn't stop. Yeah. It didn't stop. Mm. And I was condemning myself every single time, but I couldn't, I mean, you know how people, when they deal with drugs or alcohol or some certain addiction, you know, there are so many rehab centers, yeah. right? Yeah. That you can like open up and yeah. talk to, but Come on, can you go and talk That's to you about like sexual addiction? Wow. That's embarrassing. Wow. That's kind of like, and again, and society around us actually celebrates that. Wow. It celebrates yes, that. You're so like, right. My friends back home, they couldn't wait to hear another story from me about my adventure. About how I, you know, how I did this or how I did that, how I went to this club and how I went to that club. Mm -hmm. You know, every single time we would go to the nightclub, we would bet on the person. Wow. And see if it's going to work out or not. Wow. Can you imagine? And it was celebrated. It was celebrated. So anyway, I'm not going to go deep into that because that was the past life, right? But I just want to like make it clear. I'm not a saint, you know, right now I am, but not back those days, right? So that's kind of like my Mm pre-story before I met Jesus. And by the age of 22, when I accepted Jesus in my heart and I made him the Lord and the Savior, I still could not surrender Mm -hmm. that part of my life. I quit smoking. Wow. I stopped drinking. Wow. I stopped going to nightclubs as I used to. But for me to stop like, you know, like living that lifestyle and being with guys, that was the hardest part. Mm. So, uh, of course, when I met that guy um, and we were in a relationship, it happened to be that he was married. Yeah. He was married, so that's why it really it was really hard for me to leave uh, lifestyle. And my mom knew that, and my pastor knew that, and but nobody can stop that because mm. it was my decision. Mm. It was my decision. So that's when I came here. Mm-hmm. God immersed me into this environment, into church environment. Yeah. God encounter. Yeah. By the way, everybody who listens to this, if mm-hmm. you've never been at the God encounter, please do yourself a favor. Yeah. Go to the God Indeed. encounter. That was like my first step to full surrender, you know. And of course, when I went there, I surrendered my life to Christ. I went through deliverance. There was a lot of stuff that's been sitting inside of me that I need deliverance from, which I accept the freedom. And I was completely delivered, uh, you know, from my sexual stuff and Mm -hmm. my sin. And you know, Cecilia, on that day, I believe because I cry out to God. I cry out to God and I say, God, you know what I went through. Mm -hmm. And I pray that the man, the man Mm -hmm. that you have for me, Mm -hmm. you know, my husband, you know, is going to come in the right time. Mm -hmm. And do not allow, not even one person to invite me on a date or ask for my phone number if it's not going to be my husband. Wow. Well, guess what? For the next seven and a half years, not even one person, wow. not even one man asked me for my phone number 
or invited me on a date mm -hmm. or asked me to go and drink, you know, grab a cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. Not even one man. It's hard to believe. Some people like really question, but I mean, I know that. One time, one guy, a couple years ago, I went to this kid's uh, camp. He came to me and at the end of the kid's camp, he gives me his phone mm -hmm. and he's like, hey, um, can you put your phone, you know, into my phone book? And I asked him a simple question because, of course, my heart starts beating yeah. like crazy because yeah. I know that was the deal with God. Yeah. So if he's asking for my phone number, that must be my husband because I know God never like gives you, right. you know, something just to just to make you like, oh, my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> so I, I take his phone and I look at him and I ask him a simple question. I said, what's for? And he flips out. The guy flips out. He grabs the phone from my hands. And he's like, whatever, you don't want it, I don't need it. And he just walks away. Wow. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> that's what's up, you know? <laughs> so that's how I knew that that was not him. Yeah. Because even simple question, yeah. that was the only one time, by the way, when that happened. And that's it. <laughs> and the next thing you know, it was my husband. Yeah. When he texted me and when he invited me for a date, yeah. you know, he was straightforward. He yeah. was not like walking around right, trying good. to make things play out. Anyway, he was like, hey, do you want to go out with me? And I was like, <gasps> That's it. And I knew by that time, I knew this is it. That's, That's my good. husband. But ladies, there was like eight, I would say seven and a half, the longest years of my life. Wow. The time of waiting. Yeah. It was the time of purification. Mm -hmm. It was the time when my desire, you're talking about desire. Yeah. I desire to get married from day one mm. when I accepted Jesus. And I want to marry the man of my life. But it took me seven and a half years. Why? Because the desire to get married was more than desire God. Wow. That's good, Jenny. That's a good observation. When God finally delivered me from all this wrong wow. desires, you know, when I finally started saying like, God, I desire you more than anything else. That's so when good. he brought my husband into my life. So good. Oh my gosh. That is so good. When you started desiring the right thing, like, and, and it's crazy because I think that that is sometimes where we do fall short is because, of course, for us to desire a husband, God gives us that desire, mm -hmm. right? But sometimes we can become so, so um, encompassed by that desire, mm -hmm. right, that we miss God. And that's what causes some people, and this is not, and this is me generally speaking, but this is what causes some young women to actually just to go in a relationship that potentially may not be yep. what God intended for them to have because of the desire, right? Of course, God gives us the desires of our hearts, but are we allowing God to be the actual source Amen. of that desire? And again, Cecilia, you know, you you desire God. Mm -hmm. Like I talk to you right now, right? And I see you love God, you desire God. But at the same time, you desire to get married. Yeah. So there is nothing wrong. But the desire to get married does not overtake Indeed. the desire, That's you know, good. to have more of God. That's good. You see, so it's okay. I'm not saying like right now, empty yourself from all desires. Mm -hmm. Sit in a house and, you know, <laughs> like, talk only about God. No. No, it's a good thing. It's funny now from day one, actually, my sister always jokes about that. But even way, way before I met my husband, mm -hmm. I start, you know, like every single time when I go online and I see a nice dress mm -hmm. and I would think like, man, I want that dress. I would save that picture. 
Yeah. My family would always laugh about me. <laughs> One time I came home and I said, like, this is the ring that I want. And my mom was like, oh, that's nice. That's nice. Right? But guess what? When I was ready to get married, I had everything. I had the dress that I want. I had mm-hmm. the ring that I want. I had the place. I mean, kind of like the idea mm-hmm. of what mm-hmm. I want, like the, the decorations and everything. You know, so there's nothing wrong yeah. to putting it all together. If God puts desires this in your heart, yeah. just don't be like so over-focused on mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Remember that God is still first. I love it. God I is still it. first. I love it. Romans 13 and 14, it, it, I think this goes so good with what you just said. It says, rather clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. That is so perfect, right? <laughs> High five it up. That is so perfect. Clothe yourself in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because there, because this is what I remember one time. Oh, my gosh. It makes me go back to a whole old back in the day when I was back in Georgia. And um, there was a, an elderly lady that um, that I knew looked up to her woman of wisdom. Right. And she said, you need to to hide yourself so deep in the Lord that whomever he is, he cannot get to you unless he so good. is seeking the Lord. So good. Right. And not that he's necessarily seeking the Lord for you, but that he has a desire for the Lord so much that he just so happened to stumble upon you. Isn't it crazy that the Bible says he who finds a good wife. Yeah. It's not you who finds a good husband. That's good. It's he who's supposed That's to find good. you. Well, I bet people ask you a lot. So are you looking? Are you mm. looking? I, I used to say all the time, like when people would ask me, are you looking? I was like, I'm not looking. I'm mm. hiding. Wow. That's good. I'm not looking. I'm hiding. That's good. He's the one who's supposed to look. I love it. You you you're supposed to hide. Yeah. It's like I I always like this uh you know little um uh comparison with the shell, you know, with mm-hmm. a, with this beautiful pearl. Mm-hmm. You know, you are not able. You, if you would go, you would drive to the beach right now. You would never be able to find a beautiful shell with a pearl inside. Mm. That thing hidden deep deep yeah, deep deep yeah. deep in the ocean. Indeed. Right? Yeah. And if you want to get that thing, you're supposed to go <laughs> all the way deep down there, get the special equipment, yeah. be physically ready and prepared to so dive in that and to so seek good. and to dig and to find something. Yeah. But you see, it g- gets back. But what if he never finds me? Mm. What if he will never find me? Well, guess what? If you treasure yourself enough, you would never throw yourself. I love it. So somebody random can just grab you without putting value into you. When my husband found me, and literally when he found me, you know, he valued me so much. It's just such value and trust in the relationship. Like I trust my husband so much. Mm That I don't have to be crazy about it. Oh my gosh, why he's not calling me right now? Why yeah. he's not texting me? Where he's at? I trust him. Why? Why? Because I observed and I saw yeah. the way he was before we got That's married. That's good. That's good. You know, I look at him. I saw the way he gives hug yeah. to a woman. Mm. I saw the way he would be in a conversation with a woman without lustfully look at yeah. her. He wouldn't turn around to see. You know yeah. how that woman's yeah. back looked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would he would also hide himself in the Lord. I love it. That's why right now I trust him. Yeah. And he trusts me. 
Because both of us know we met each other not because my skirt was short enough or my cleavage was open enough. Mm -hmm. That's not the way we met. That's not because, that's not the reason we're together. It's because, you know, the Lord. Yeah. The Lord, the purity. I love it. The purity. When you're hidden in Him. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. For more messages of hope, love, and truth, you can find us at flourishingrace.com. You can also connect with us on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for the username at flourishingrace. Be sure to share this podcast with someone you love or even someone you just met. We always want you to remember this. Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is life. And he loves you. God bless you.